You're about to listen to the words and teachings of Pastor Shola Oshimakide of the household of David. Be blessed. Are you there for Samuel 13? I want to read verse 9, 9 and 10, and then we'll read 22 and 23. The Bible says, So David went with 1 Samuel 30, verse 9. So David went a and the 600 men that were with him and came to the brook Bursa, where those that were left behind stayed. Verse 10. But David pursued a with 400 men for 200 abode behind which were so faint that they would not go over the brook bustle. Verse 21. Then David came to the 200 men which were so faint that they could not follow David, whom they had made also to abide by the brook bustle. And they went forth to meet David and to meet the people that were with him. And when David came near to the people, he saluted them. Next verse. Then answered the wicked men that were men of Belial, of those that were that went with David, and said, Because they went not with us, we will not give them out of the spoil that we have recovered. Save every man his wife and his children that may lead them away. Then said David, You shall not do so, my brethren. With that which the Lord has given us, who had pursued, who had preserved us and delivered the company that came against us into our hands. For who will hearken unto you in this matter? But as is the part that goeth down to the battle, so shall be his part that tarried by the storm. Verse 25. And it was so from that day forward that he made it a statute and an ordinance for Israel unto this day. Hallelujah. Say amen. amen. All right. God bless you. You can have your seat. Are you so excited to be in church today? Praise the Lord. This is a very wonderful story. <laughs> David was a man, I hope to be brief this morning, who lived in Old Testament, but all, he operated some New Testament principles. The Bible says God is love. Outside love, you are not going to find God. God is love. God is love. There is something very wonderful about this story. You know, um, if you start from the beginning himself and his men went out and before they came back, people had entered Ziklag. That was where they were staying, staying. And they raided the place and they captured David's children and wives and all other men also. And then he was fainting. Everybody cried. Imagine coming back home and imagine that terrorists have invaded your place. They've taken your family. So that was what happened to them. So they began to cry. And David too cried. There's nothing wrong with crying. But thank God after crying, uh, you need to understand something about God that it does not, just like all stations have their frequency, so there's DSTV 201, 202. So if you want to watch Premiership, you know which station to go to. And if you want to watch CNN, you know which station to go to. The same thing, God is not found in all stations. God is found in a station of joy. Even though David was a man after God's heart, when he was sad, he couldn't hear God. Sadness would stop you from hearing the voice of God. As he was weeping, God said nothing. But all of a sudden, there's nothing wrong with weeping. After he finished crying, then he went to pray. And God said, pursue, overtake, and recover. If you are not full of joy, 
it becomes difficult to connect to that frequency where God broadcasts his voice and his instruction. Is somebody with me? So that was what happened to David. So after crying, then they prayed. Then God showed him what to do. But that's not the story we are looking at. The part of the story we are looking at today, as they were pursuing those people, uh, out of 600 men, 200 got too tired. You know, when you are discouraged, they were moving, but they were dragging their leg. They got to a point, he said, you know what? We are not going again. So 200 stayed back, and 400 followed David. Now, long and short of it, they recovered everything that is went out to recover, and when they were coming back, something unusual happened. When they were coming back, some of the men out of the 400, when they got to where the 200 men who stayed behind, stayed, let's say, you know, uh, you decided to run to pursue some, some people to go and capture them in VI, and on getting to around uh, Antony, some people decided to stay. That we're not going again, we are tired. So when they were coming back, some of the 400 men said to David, that, you know what? These guys, they are traitors. They refuse to go. We are going to give them their wives and their children back. But all the fortune that we made, we are not giving them anything. And David said, no. Who taught David this? This was strange to old covenants. Old Testament was built on tit for tat, 50-50, no cheating. You understand? The Lord Moses told them, eye for eye, tooth for tooth. It was allowed. That was the operation of the Old Testament. You know the sad part? There are many Christians who still operate Old Testament in New Testament. They still take revenge. They still attack when they attack. So that was, the, that was, that was, that was what, what was obtainable then. But for some reasons, David operated beyond what the men in his time knew. When he saw those guys, he said, no, 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 no. He said, I don't care whether these guys couldn't go to battle with us or not. This is the point. Everything we are sharing, we are sharing it equally. The 400 that went with me and the 200 that did not go, all of us are getting the same thing. Who taught David about this principle? If you don't understand the love of God, you can never operate this way. So Jesus too put forth the parable when he was talking about a husband man that went out. So the guy went out 6 a.m. in the morning or 7 a.m. and he saw laborers standing. And he saw them come and walk in his field. And he went out by 9. And he saw that standing. He told them to go and walk in his field. And he went out by 12. He saw some. He told them to go and walk. And he went out by 3 o'clock. And finally, in the Jewish tradition, work will end by 6 p.m. So by 5 p.m. he went out again and he saw some guys standing. He said, why are you standing? Why are you I do? And he said, nobody has hired us. He said, go and walk in my field. So when he came in the evening, <laughs> so some walked 11 hours. Some walked nine hours. Some walked six hours. Some walked three hours and some walked one hour. So when the owner of the field came, he started with those who came in one hour ago. He said, come and receive your money. And he paid them a certain amount. So when the guys who had been working for 11 hours saw the amount, they were very happy. So okay, if you pay them $100 each and they only work for one hour, whether we are working for 11 hours, that means you pay us $1,100. $1, but when it was their turn, the man gave them $100 also. And the Bible said they got angry. We work for 11 hours. If you are not a man of love, you will use your standard to judge other people and you will not be compassionate. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. Accept. Oh, we couldn't get a woman to accept that her men should be treated very well. And this is an intercessor. Fully convinced 
that when you hire a maid, you treat her anyhow. She's a maid. If, they, if your Christianity doesn't carry the love of God dominating you, if you attack people when they attack you, you have not started this journey we are talking about. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. Amen. So, Jonah of the Vineyard said that, guys, when I hired you 11 hours ago, what did I tell you? I said I will pay you $100. If I have paid you the $100, I have not done any, anything bad. It's my money. The agreement was $100, and I have honored the agreement. The agreement was good when I was hiring you. It's looking bad now because I paid some other people the same amount by your rating that you believe I should not have paid. And then they were looking. Sometimes when God is good to people you think he shouldn't be good to, you get angry. But God doesn't need your standard. Are you following me? So, somehow, <laughs> those people want... So, you see, this, this, that, that was their operation Old Testament. So, they wanted to bring that in here that, okay, since this man, you know, mercy triumph over judgment forever. He says, since this man did not follow us to the battle, we are not going to give them out of our spot. And David said, no. Who taught David this? See, David understood what they did not understand. There is something called one body and one spirit. Romans chapter 15, verse 1. I want to read something from the Romans 15, 1. The Bible says those of us that are strong, we ought to bear the infirmity of the weak. He said, when then, we then that are strong, ought to bear the infirmity of the weak and not to please ourselves. There is, I started first service, there is a way of life of a Christian that is different from the way of life of others who are not Christians. You are called light. The light of God has come into you. God is defined by three things in the Bible. He is life. He is light. And is love. He is life. He is light. And is love. And those who are genuinely working with you, this attribute will be found in you also. You will walk in light. You, will, you already have eternal life in you. That which is in the Father, if you are born again, the very life of God is in you. And that light produces love and light. That is why we can't tell lies and we can't hide. There is light, so much light inside that. Whether you are being watched or not, you do what is right because there is a light inside you. Say amen. amen. That light is also what enables us to walk in wisdom. For the Bible says, it was light and the light was the life of men. Life, life was light of men. That's a civilization, illumination. And every Christian has it. Only that is in your spirit. Remember, I, I said that first, I don't want to go into. First service, I explained to them that man is a spirit. Man is not flesh and blood. It's difficult for you to understand. That is why scientists can't find God. When God created Adam, he created a spirit being. He had a flesh and blood later. Your flesh enables you to live on earth here, but that is not who you are. So when a man dies, the flesh is still on the floor there, but the real man is gone. His clothes are still there. His eyes are still there. His feet, everything is there. But the man is gone. The real man is a spirit. Man is a spirit. But your body enables you to stay here on earth. When you think you are body, you are missing the whole point. You can be talking to somebody now. Next minute, it's gone. Now, the body is still there, but something left him to indicate that he's dead. That means that body cannot be the original man. Say, man is a spirit. Is a spirit. So, the Bible says in John 4, so that God is a spirit. That's why people want to see. You know, somebody, if there is God, let him show himself. He is showing himself. You, he's a spirit and he cannot reduce himself to man. But if you are spiritual, you can see and perceive God. Are you following me? Yes, sir. 
so much happened to Adam when he fell. He was reduced to five senses. And that is also important. So whatever they cannot talk. But in Africa, it's very easy to understand their spirit realm. But they had all things in common. This talks about unity among believers. In the first church, this is the first church. They got to a point, there were many. There were 120,000 people in Jerusalem church. And the Bible says all of them were of one mind and one soul. It was because of that that verse 33 happened that with great power. Where you see unity, you also see great power. And one of the reasons why people don't walk in unity is that people walk in darkness. We hide from one another. We are not transparent. We are not open. When you ask people questions, some feel um, uh, you don't want to be vulnerable before another Christian brother, then you don't understand brotherhood. God is light. In him, there is no darkness at all. We are open. We are transparent. Even when we are wrong, we are quick to admit and not stand to start arguing. The difference between Saul and David, and I've shared with us here before, when Samuel came and he said to Saul, you have disobeyed God, Saul began to argue with Samuel. And I've seen this in Christians also. But I was telling them in the morning, which you need to be aware, once you are born again, your spirit has inside it love, joy, peace, patience, self-control. The works of the flesh are found in the flesh. And by the spirit, you can mortify the deeds of the flesh. If you are aware that you are a spirit, what happens is that you give attention to your spirit, and when you do, you overcome the things that are in your flesh. This is always put flesh where it belongs, because a New Testament Christian should not be ruled by his flesh. Hallelujah. And the Bible said the works of the flesh are plain. And Galatians chapter 5 and, said, and the Bible mentions this, the list is quite long. If you find yourself in the list, that means your flesh is still dominating one area and that has to stop. Praise the Lord. Amen. Are you, are you with me? Praise the Lord. But what the Bible says, so if you are strong, the Bible expects that you use your strength to carry the weak because of a principle. Now, what baffles, how did David know this as a man of Old Testament? How did he know this principle? This principle is 1 Corinthians chapter 12. If we start from another verse 22, 23, 26 precisely. Verse 26. I want us to read something from there. 1 Corinthians 12, 26. How did David get to know these facts? As a man in Old Testament. The Bible says, whether one member suffer. Read the next one. Can we all read together, please? One, one more time. This is God's plan. If one member suffers, all other members are suffering. If one member is rejoicing, see, when we understand this, you will never criticize another Christian. Rather, you pray and follow the instruction given by John. 1 John chapter 5. He said, if you see your brother committing a sin, leading to death, he said, if you see your brother come, he said, you, have, you shall ask for life. 1 John 5, I think that's verse 16. You shall ask for life. <laughs> you know, I can't. Um, if any man sees his brother sin a sin which is not unto death, he shall ask and he shall give him life for them that sin not unto death. There is a sin unto death. I do not say you should pray for it. We'll talk about that. If you have a question along that line, I pray you don't ask me. But if you ask me, we ask you a question. So the Bible says there is a sin leading to death. So are there sins? 
this is where it bothers me when some people come on Facebook and say a Christian cannot sin. This is Paul saying, this is, I was just saying, if any man sees his brother, sin. The Bible said that literally right around that you see not, if you see, we have an advocate and he says a Christian cannot sin. You just ask, you answer, is it a matter of English language or spiritual problem? The way they interpret their own Bible. And you know, this, they just pick something and run off with it. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Somebody did something in the church and Apostle Paul said that they should send away that apostle from church. And some people say that we don't judge. You know, we don't criticize, but there is discipline in the house of God. And there must be order in the house of God. Are you with me? When James was saying, he said, is there any sick? Let, let them pray for him. He said, the prayer of faith will save the sick. And if he has committed sin, he shall be forgiven. What we have, a Christian can see, but there is a guarantee of forgiveness at all times. Say amen. amen. Praise the Lord. So he said, if your brother sin, you ask for life. That means we have the ability to cover one another. And we only do it when we have this understanding that if one part is weak, everybody is weak. If a member of this church is not feeling fine, all of us are not feeling fine. Did you hear that? Yes, sir. <laughs> this is supposed to introduce us to higher truths, which is the connection that you have with Jesus Christ as a Christian. That when you are down, should I say Christ is down? If a member of his body, whatever affects you, affects Jesus Christ. He is the head and you are a member of the body. Even if you are the least member, the smallest part of your body, if I jack you with pain, you will feel it. And the entire body will feel it. That is the reason why we have been brought into body. So when we understand the body of Christ, your Christianity will go to another level. A message that talks to your spirit man is what can grow you as a Christian. There are different messages, and it should be over 50% of what we listen to. There's a prayer on the blessing, message on the blessing. There's a message on several things, but the message that develops your spirit and tells you what Christ has accomplished in your life should be the most important message to every Christian. Because this will grow you, and Christ has done so much. Are you following me? So one of the things is what I'm sharing. He has made us one body. And because we are one body, we walk in love towards one another. And every member of the body has to be taken care of. And we must understand this. So if anybody is weak, so somehow David knew it. And he removed judgment and replaced it with love. And this is what we are called to do. To walk in love. David was a strange man. No man, no wonder God called him out after, after his heart. Even though he lived in the Old Testament, but he understood certain things. He also faced three very vicious temptations. And it was after he crossed the third one that God finally said that there's something about this guy. Oh, I, I feel sorry for African churches where people gather together to pray that all the enemies should die, that God should break their head and all those things. You don't find that. I, I don't say that to be sarcastic, but that is not New Testament. Whether enemy will repent or die, leave it to God. It is true that some people are terrible, they will not repent. But it's, 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 we don't, the Bible says it is not the will of God that any should perish, including witches. What if there were to be your grammar? Because we always assume that all the people on our side are plain. The enemies are always the other people. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. Are you, are you following me? If your mother is saying, we don't run away from her, go and share the gospel with her. When she's saved, the board will jump out. <laughs> that is the beauty of salvation. Light does not run away from darkness. Glory to God. In New Testament, we don't run away. We are too fortified for that. Light will forever conquer darkness. Shout a loud amen. amen. 
this is why you must give attention to what Christ has accomplished in you. Amen. We've been brought into a kingdom and the kingdom functions by love. That's what I'm saying. It is the key thing in the kingdom. It is what I said something for, uh, for service. If you don't do wrong because you're afraid of punishment, you've not started the journey. Until you are convinced that this is the right way to live. Hey, even if God says that there is nothing wrong again with fornication, there's nothing wrong again with adultery. Have you received enough light inside you that even if God says it's okay, you are not going to do it? There are many things that are okay that you don't do. There's nothing wrong with playing ball. Many of you don't play ball. There are some food, there's nothing wrong with them, but you don't eat them. Some of you don't like some certain food, but there's nothing wrong. Can you get to a point where the reason why you're obeying God is not because you're afraid of punishment. It's because you have found a life. You are falling in love. You have received life so much that when you see opposite sex, they look to you like your sister. So even if God says it's not wrong and two girls are living in your house, there is no problem and there's no fire on the mountain. Now I'll tell you a protecting story for service. I mean, the lady told me, she just, just brand the guy's house in the night. They were not even there to show up. They were members of the same church here in Lagos. She was going, she was stranded somewhere and the guy's house was the nearest. And she felt this is a Christian brother, went to stay. She wasn't supposed to do anyway, but then she did. She stayed. I said, can I stay with you and I'll be leaving by 6 a.m. tomorrow? And the guy said, no problem. And before 12.30, he had raped her. He started in a gentle way, started touching. And he goes, is it because I'm staying in your house? Okay, sorry. But when it was after 12 and she could not escape again, did it. What a heart. And then the following, they were like, I'm sorry. And they were in the same church. Just two hours with him. Just two hours. Are you, are you following me? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We are found. Oh, the word of God is what trains your spirit. And all of us are going through that training. The word of God is what trains your spirit. When you are fully trained, there is a transformation that has taken place. The way you view things, it has changed. So whether they say they are sharing money, you know, I told them first, and I think I shared with that. I just want to, maybe I should stop here. Most of the sins that people commit, they commit sin because they are afraid. A lady settled down for a guy, with, you settled for something less. You settled down with a guy that you know that is not up to what you want, but because you are afraid that if you let go of him, you won't get someone else. Once you let fear rule, you will make wrong decisions. So all of a sudden, there is a sudden 20 million in the office that is not legit. And you are looking at it, and somebody tells that this is your, and then you start hearing the voice of it. The devil speaks. So this money, if you don't take it now, it happened to a friend's dad. The performer government, they were sharing some millions, and the man knew it was wrong, and they bought 500 million to and something like that. I don't care about those, and then he took it. And he said that hey, he sat down and he was thinking about the fact that hey, whatever, if I don't do what they asked me to do and I should take this money, if I don't take the canary, you know, the voice will tell you that you see this 500 million, you will never see it again in your life. You better take it. And the fear of tomorrow will make people, any temptation you are tempted with, if you say no, something bigger will come. It is not a philosophical, it's a certain truth. In fact, the size of whatever the devil brings to you will give you a glimpse of the size of the glory that is coming. If Satan sees 100 million coming, it will tempt you with 10 million. 
Once you see it, you understand that there's something bigger. It's a, it's a fact. That's the truth. Hallelujah. Are you following me? But the thing about yielding to temptation that you are going to stay in your soul. But greater is he that is in us. There is new life. Every Christian has the ability to say no to temptations. It is what God has given us. Every Christian has the ability to say no. That's why Christ came to put your, his strength on your weakness. I, I want to stop, but you are making it difficult for me to stop. <laughs> Last week, remember what I told you. People condemn a sin that is different from their own weakness. So, the woman that was caught in the adultery, if you were not getting the message, like the woman that was caught in the act of adultery, number one, I said that Jesus saw their hypocrisy. They said she was caught in the act of adultery. But they brought only the woman out. To say she was caught in the act means that she was having sex with a man. But see, the man was their pally, so they left the man and brought the woman. And they gave Jesus the most terrible temptation of his time. Shall we stone us? And I told you, if Jesus, that was why he was writing on the ground. That thing needed every wisdom to respond to those guys. If he says stone her, he would have violated what he came to say. I came to recover the lost. He says it's not the will of the Son of Man that any should perish. So endorsing the punishment of somebody will mean that he has violated and he has compromised the assignment he came to do. Then asking them not to stone him. Then the stone will face him. Because as they were asking that question, they were holding the stone. The stones were either for the woman or for Jesus Christ. So he knew. <laughs> just say don't stone her and they will face you. You are the one they will stone. And, they were, and Jesus just answered them. At times, you don't answer yes or no. Seek for superior wisdom. He just said if you don't have a sin. Can you imagine all of them had sins and they wanted to stone somebody with sin? Christians are experts in doing that. You are your weakness. But you are quick to judge others when they are on. But Jesus has come to help us conquer all our weaknesses. Because the problem with your weakness is that it will create trouble for you eventually. If it's not dealt with, and it can take years. Moses was anger. David, women. And Satan never tempted David with anger. He never got angry. But the temptation started early enough. As soon as the kid go loud, the girls started singing for him. Why was it the one girls were singing? He had been greeting the girls in town before. So many other people conquered in the Bible and no girls sing for them. But when Samuel asked them to bring the Bible said he was a very handsome boy. So all, all the girls, he'd been doing like, like this before. So oh, when they saw him coming with the head of Gula, oh David, 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 oh David, oh David, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and so got angry. <laughs> but for Moses, women, no problem with that. But anger. When he killed somebody for arguing with him, there was, oh, we found the spots. And they kept touching that spot. When he first collected the Ten Commandments, he, was, he broke the thing, sprinkled over water and made 22,000 people to drink the water. What kind of anger? You put, you broke something and sprinkled it in water and made them to drink. And the thing caught it. And then one day, God says, speak to the rock. And he took his rod and smashed the rock. And God said, you know what? I've had it up to here. That's the end. You are not going to promise land again. Let's not get to promise land. You kill everybody. <laughs> he says, so just stay here. But you see, don't say I am weak in this area. 
begin to say that Christ is working in me. I'm strong in this area. The Bible says, let the weak say, I am strong. That is why you have a savior. Jesus Christ doesn't condemn. But his anointing has come to every believer to help you overcome. So in believers' community, we walk in love. We don't criticize or speak evil of... You might see a Christian sinning. The Bible says, ask for life. Pray for the person. You can share the word of the person. Brother, you can grow. You can leave these things behind. But we don't go about broadcasting what we know about people. When we do, it reduces the effect of the Holy Spirit in our midst. Or the workings of the Holy Spirit in our midst. Did you get that? Hallelujah. So when God finds a child that one soul, one body, one spirit, you'll find the operations of the Spirit of God, it will be mighty in the midst of such people. And what gives back to such is for everybody to choose to walk in love. The way of love is a wonderful way. You lose your ability to, to retaliate and to fight back. Love is powerful. It will heal the world. It will cure racism. It will cure everything. We must stop rejecting and hating those who are different from us. And that is the way of love. It helps. Glory to your name. Hallelujah. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Have you heard me today? Yes, sir. In the spirit of a New Testament man, there is no fear. Perfect love casts out fear. There is no fear. One day I wanted to write something that live your life in such a way that you have nothing to be ashamed of, no secrets. Begin to train yourself that way, and it will help you. And most even people don't know God. Like I told you last week, and it is true. There are unbelievers who will never cheat on their wife, but don't try them with money. There are unbelievers who will never touch a cupboard that does not belong to them, but don't try them with women. People are vulnerable to different things. That's why the Bible said that all have sinned and come short. But Jesus has come, and his life is... So a Christian... Okay, we're answering question by 2 o'clock. Cannot experience spiritual death. Sorry, second death. I told the first service, and I think I should stop here. There are three types of death recorded in the Bible. There is the physical death. That's when somebody dies physically. And they're all somehow connected. There is spiritual death. Anybody that's not born again is dead. That's why, that, that doesn't mean, it means that, the, that one means that your spirit is separated from God. So when God said to Adam that if you eat that fruit, the day you eat it, you shall surely die. Abraham did, Adam did not die physically. Amen. He didn't die physically, but he died that same day. He died spiritually. That was why the next time he saw God, he was hiding. Then there is second death, and that is terrible. So physical death is small. Many people will die physically and reunite back with the master over there in heaven, especially when you are old. But, so physical, but spiritual death is separation from God. If nothing is done about it, it will lead to second death. That is where people hear clearly before the throne that depart from me. That one is irreversible. You are lost forever. And it's pathetic. Some will go that way in the world. That's why we preach the gospel to people. It's not about doing right or no, but anyone who has made Jesus Christ your Lord, you will not experience second death. Aren't you happy yes, that Jesus is your Lord? Yes, Actually, the question in the heart of people is that, what about a Christian who is doing this, who is doing that? Any Christian who believes in Jesus Christ will not experience second death. Jesus died to conquer death. And he has paid for your second. So on the judgment day, Christians will stand before the judgment seat of Christ. And Jesus Christ will have mercy on all of us. But there are levels in heaven. Can there be a situation where a Christian will get to and get himself out of this provision? Yes. Emphatically.
Hallelujah. Amen. But there are levels in heaven. Make up your mind in all that you do. When the devil wants to come, one of the signs that the devil is around is fear. And never allow anything around you that will build fear into your life. The Bible says the righteous are as bold as lion. When your life is straight, you have nothing to worry about. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to the teaching of Pastor Shola Oshumakinde. We believe you have been blessed. Worship with us at David's Court, number 25 Mojidi Street, off Towing Street, Ikeja, Lagos. On Sundays, our first service starts by 8 a.m. and our second service by 10 a.m., while our midweek service starts by 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. Go and do great things. God bless you.